Wait, shit. All right, welcome back in, everybody. Couch Guy Sports Podcast, episode 218, as always, presented by CouchGuysports.com. Got to remember that, .com. Check out everything on CouchGuysports.com, from the daily blogs to all the podcasts on the network, to the Twitch channel, to the YouTube channel, everything else in between. Please go check everything out. Couch Guy Sports hit 90,000 views the last two months. We hit 65,000, I believe, in July. So we're just heading the right direction. Believe me, the views are coming in. Everything's coming in. The Twitch channel, Consistent Content Podcasts are coming out weekly, daily, for that fact. So go check out everything. No Jared Scali tonight because he's coaching volleyball tryouts. Good for him. Good side gig. Travel, sports, anything. Good side money. So we decided to have this, this lovely crew come in and, you know, we're, we're going to be talking a lot tonight. So instead of having one chair or two chairs that are filled we decided to bring in four people on the network. There might be a fifth that's coming in later. We'll announce him at the end of this. But the first guy we're going to introduce, he has been on the Couch Guy Sports podcast before. He's actually the only one, I think, that's been on the Couch Guy Sports podcast as a guest so far. From Bernie and Chris podcast, Matt Burnett, also social media manager, Matty B. What's up, Matty? What's up, Al? How we doing? Good. This is, this is going to be interesting, Matty. This is gonna be this is gonna be quite the show. I'm so, I'm so thrilled. You, I can tell by the sarcasm in your voice, but you know what? We expect <laughs> that from you, so that's okay. Also Perfect. joining us to, also joining us tonight, very regular blogger on the site, host of three podcasts, Yellow Card Podcast, Suplex Biddies, Chasers Podcast, and he is gonna be running our Twitch streams on Wednesday nights for Couch Guy Sports Fantasy Football. First timer, Chris Jones, Jonesy. First time on the Couch Guy Sports Podcast. What's going on, boys? Glad to be here. Uh, thanks for making me seem like I'm a big deal. I'm really not. <laughs> we do, everybody on Couch Guy Sports is a big deal. You know that. I don't know. You see this this kid fiesta over here? Uh, well, thanks, Jones, because that was the perfect segue. Because our next guest, I'm good at our, our next guest is co-host of the Chasers podcast with Chris Jones, along with the Feeney podcast, also a regular blogger weekly on the Couch Guy Sports Network, Tom Sadam Fissette, but you might know him as Fiesta. What's up, Fee? What's up, pal? How's it going? Also, Jones, bite me. <laughs> it's been too long, Fee. It's been way too long. As you can tell, this is just a fair warning. Viewer discretion advised for those watching. It's going to be a lot of fighting. And for those that are listening, you're going to hear a lot of Fiesta and Jones going back and forth, back and forth. So I want to give you the fair warning now. Just and to potential make sure. Alan Fiesta. Maybe. Old time sake. Maybe. Yeah. For, you know, for, for giggles, you know, maybe we'll see what happens, but I will say a lot of the topics you and I are actually surprisingly on the same page. So I don't know about that tonight. We'll see. Weird Alliance. This is scary. I should leave. <laughs> Be scared. And finally, one of the newer bloggers on couch guy sports, you can check out his blogs every Monday and Thursday. And he's actually going to be taking the reins on our Patriots podcast in the network. Tuck rule takes. We have Mike Sullivan. And if you don't recognize him, he was on Barstool versus America too. Sully, welcome was, back to just up? Couch Guy Sports podcasting in general because you've been on a few now. You want to tell yes, us a little sir. bit about Tuck Rule Takes and what we can expect? Yeah, yeah. Tuck Rule Takes, as you said, Patriots podcast. Um, me and my co-host Liam are uh, going to be a weekly podcast. Uh, just everything going on with the Patriots from training camp week one, two, three, four, five, six, all the way up to week 17 and into the playoffs and 
I'm going to make a hot take already, hopefully into the Super Bowl. So Tuck Rule takes, we're bringing the good luck for the Patriots this year. All right. Tuck Rule takes coming onto the network. Mm -hmm. That's one of the newer podcasts coming on the network. There may even be a Bruins podcast coming down the line. TBH, TBD, to be honest, to be determined. We'll see what happens. But again, many podcasts on the network besides this great one, Bernie and Chris, Chasers podcast, B&E, Yellow Card, Suplex Biddies, Tuck Rule Takes. we got a ton of podcasts in the network, as you can tell. And there's many others, too, which is scary to think about compared to where we were about a year, year and a half ago. But we're happy to have all these guys on here. But let's get right into it. First topic, David Krejci, no longer part of the Boston Bruins. So David Krejci came out and announced that he will not be playing for the Boston Bruins in the 2021-2022 season. He will be returning home to his country of the Czech Republic. And here's just the statement that came out from David Krejci, courtesy of the Bruins on Twitter. From Krejci, in January of 2007, when I pulled the black and gold sweater on for the first time, I was 20 years old and almost 4,000 miles away from home. Since then, you have embraced me as a Bostonian. I have given everything that I have had to you and the Bruins, and over time, Boston has become a second home to me. I met my amazing wife, Naomi, here, and our two beautiful children called Boston Home. This city and your support are so special to me. The Bruins organization has always treated me with the utmost respect. I am so thankful for my teammates, trainers, and support staff, coaches, and management who have allowed me to be part of so many great teams. Obviously, 2011, 2013, 2019 stick out. But truthfully, I have loved every Bruins team I have been a part of. He goes on to say how he wants his children to spend time with where he grew up and everything else. And finally, he says, this is not goodbye. I will not be a stranger. I will be a Bruin forever. I'll see you at the TD Garden soon, and I will always be back in gold with gratitude, David Krejci. So this comes at an interesting time because obviously a lot was made in the NHL uh, free agency period going on. Obviously the Bruins made an effort to sign Taylor Hall. They signed Taylor Hall to play on that second line with David Krejci and Craig Smith. So, I mean, David Krejci, what really more can you say? He's kind of an unsung hero for this Bruins team sort of throughout the years, big in the playoffs, always consistent, always dependable. I'm going to miss him as a casual Bruins fan. I know we have, three die well i know at least two diehard bruins fans we have a sharks fan which we'll get his opinion out of the way really quick and then uh yeah sully i don't sully are you a bruins fan yeah oh yeah of oh, okay course. i i didn't know i didn't know if you were a hockey yeah, fan. So yeah. Maybe you're the only one that's casual now hey i'm fine with that <laughs> jared scally and i so many times in this podcast have said casual bruins fans if you listen to me maybe you know that but eh, that's okay but anyways uh, Matty B, start us off, you Sharks fan, you. <laughs> All right, well, I'm not – like, I'll, I'll root for the Bruins. They're the hometown team. But, you know, what? that game between San Jose and Boston, you know I'm showing up to the Garden with a with a Sharks jersey. I don't know which one yet because i got to get a new one because the current one I have, he's not that great of a person right now at the moment. Yep. Um, as, for, as for Krejci, I mean, it was going to happen eventually. Uh, he was – He's one of the older players on the team. It, it, he's doing it for family reasons, so you got to respect that. He was a great – he's probably what, one of the more most memorable Bruins of all time When he went, at the end of the day. Definitely a fan favorite. I know my Twitter timeline blew up with just emotions on end when um, this announcement came on. Um, as a Sharks fan, probably one hell of a hockey player. That, that, that's really how you describe him as. And very loyal, very loyal to Boston. Very loyal to Boston, indeed. Full heartedly agree. Let's go to Sully next. 
Yeah, um, I think uh, I, I think seeing everybody say how much they're going to miss them, it just kind of shows he's one of the, he was, is one of the most popular Bruins, but still one of the most underrated Bruins, which I don't know. I don't know how that happens, but it just, it just sucks. It's going to be weird not seeing him on the ice, um, you know, but I mean, like you say, he's doing it for family reasons. So at least it's not one of those things where he's going to play for someone else in the NHL or something. So I'm going to miss him. It's going to be weird, but I don't know. Move on, I guess. Fair enough. Jonesy. So just for me personally, I just, you know, we sit there and we think about how good our top six has been over the past few seasons. You know, obviously with the Bergeron, Martian, and Pasternak line. But then we sat there and said, you know, why haven't we gotten this guy any help? And we kind of did that with getting the Taylor Hall. You signed Craig Smith, and he fit the build with that uh, for that second line slot right there next to Krejci. But at the end of the day, like they've said, it's family comes before anything. Look. 15 years in this league, came, coming over as a 20-year-old kid playing back in 2006, you gotta, you got to at least consider potentially his numbers going to be retired someday. Probably one of the more underrated Bruins, like Sully said. I think at the end of the day, uh, just what he brought for the Bruins doesn't show up on the stat sheet as much, but he was a tremendous fit for this team who are desperately going to need to find a replacement for him in that top six. Okay, fair enough. All right, we're going to move on. Uh, just kidding, Pete. Go ahead, bud. Um, to kind of reiterate, not only great underrated Boston Bruin, David Krejci, but honestly, let's talk about on the Boston sports level, one of the more underrated athletes uh, during an era of championships um, that 2011 cup run, even the 13 cup run where they fell short, David Krejci was absolute nails uh, during those runs. And I think that as time passes, we're going to appreciate it more. I, I mean, Jones kind of hit on it a little bit, but like the years when they didn't invest too much in the second line um, was kind of sad for a guy that he kind of gave it his all. Um for, for the team, and he's going to be missed. I mean, right now, I, I'm a big Bruins fan. I'm scared that they're not going to do anything for that second line for the center's position, and it's going to be centered by a committee, which is terrifying, and it's going to send me into a panic. So, but anyways, Krejci, absolute underrated legend. I, I kind of agree with Jones. His number might get retired. I think that, that we might see it in the rafters one day, because – he might – if you look at the numbers, it kind of shows that. I, I think that so, too. Does. No, no, I agree with all you guys. I think his number's going to be retired. I don't think anybody's going to wear 46 in a Bruins uniform again. And just really quick segue, and this is just going to be a quick thumbs up, thumbs down kind of thing. So the Bruins made some signings in free agency. One of them, Nick Felino. There was a couple other signings in there that I can't remember off the top of my head. Basically, thumbs up or thumbs down on the count of three. How do we think the Bruins did? Thumbs up, they did well. Thumbs down, they did horrible. One, two, three. Ooh, okay. So we got three thumbs up. And the thumbs sideways. I want to ask about the sideways, fee. What do you got? They're not done. Uh, they need they need to refine the replacement for Krejci. Because I think if they could do that and they can get another uh, defenseman, they'll be fine. I think they'll be fine, but, but they, there's still more work to do. Okay. Anybody else want to throw in a quick take on Bruins free agency before we move on? I think for just a quick retort, we're more than likely to see Charlie Coyle get bumped up into the top six 
which wouldn't be a bad little investment for the Bruins as well. But their signings that they had of Eric Hall and Nick Foligno and um, oh, what was it, Nosek? Nosek. Nosek. Those are good, solid bottom six guys for them. They've Their bottom six has struggled in years past, and those are perfect bottom six guys that can contribute night in and night out. So I'm excited to see what that offense can do. And like Fiesta said, they do desperately need a left-handed defenseman shot. Mike Riley's great, don't get me wrong. They signed Forbot, who's probably one of the best at shot blocking, which this team desperately needs shot blockers. Um, but at the same time, they just need someone to be able to make a difference. And with Brandon Carlo's injury history, you desperately need someone. Okay. Matty B, I, I guess we'll be nice to you with this. Do you want to add anything with the Sharks? Listen, they got rid of Martin Jones. That's a victory. Okay. Listen, <laughs> low key, low key, that'd be. I've told you this. The kid they got from the Coyotes to replace Martin Jones, I think, is going to be huge for you guys. He's a restricted free agent right now, so we, we gotta we gotta sign him first. But all right, we'll we'll, we'll suck again. So you know, it's okay. <laughs> All right, there's there's your hockey takes for all you, you know, hockey fans that are complaining, like, where's the hockey? There's not enough hockey on Couch Guy Sports Podcast. Ah, there you have it, okay? There, there's your talk right there. With that being said, I have a question for all four of our guest hosts here tonight, and I need a show of hands on this. Who's unveiled their beach bod this summer? Be honest. Oh. I, I hate the beach. beach day. I That's hate the beach. beach. I hate See? the beach. No sand, I, please. I love been a good beach day during the weekend. So I worked I work during the week. So see, it's different for me. I live in Florida, so it's almost like every day is a beach day. And let me tell you, Chris, you said you didn't like the beach, right? Is what I you said. The beach. I hated it. it. I hated it before I moved down here. You once you realize that you can drive on the beach down here, it makes it ten times more enjoyable. You don't have to worry about lugging. Oh yeah, no, I thought the same thing. But I'm no, good. it does. It's I, every every weekend I'd go there. But how, I, about, how, how about you, Maddie B? Do you enjoy the beach at all? I live on the Cape. I hate the beach. Heck yeah, Maddie B. Let's go. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Well, guys, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen listening to this, summer's here. Were you ready to unveil your beach bod, or are you still ready to with a month left? Because you're in luck, because our friends at Manscaped have just launched their fourth-generation performance package, which includes the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right. It's the 4.0. Compliment your summer bod with a trim from the leaders in male grooming. The sun is shining, calling your name, fellas. Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get ready for hot guys summer by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code COUCHGUY20. Time to bundle up with the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. Inside this package, you'll find the lawnmower. Show it again, Jones. 4.0. Trimmer. Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver, Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a Travel Bag to hold your goodies. First off, the new performance package, 4.0, includes the new lawnmower 4.0. This trimmer is insane, and dare I say, the goat of ball trimmers. Yeah, I said it. The fourth-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. The lawnmower 4.0 has a 7,000 RPM motor, a new multifunction on and off switch that can engage a travel lock, and gives you the ability to run the 4,000K LED light on and off when needed for a more precise shave. Did I mention this trimmer is waterproof too? You can use it in the shower or in the wild and from your chest pubes all the way down to your ball throw. The Lawnmower 4.0 is the best trimmer for you. 
Want to take your grooming game even further to the next level? The Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker to chop your worst weeds up top in your nose and in your ears. Matty B, I think you might need that. I'm just saying. It could be a product you could want to use. Just saying. Maybe. I'll, I'll tell you more about it, though, Matty. The Weed Whacker yeah, is also... hear more. Good. The Weed Whacker is also bullet, uh, bulletproof, is also waterproof, and uses a 9,000 <laughs> RPM motor-powered 360 degree rotary dual blade system this nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin safe technology which helps prevent nicks snags and dugs in those delicate holes sully you don't want to get those nicks down there that's that's a bad sign waiting to happen oh yeah no i know i agree i agree it's terrible seal mm-hmm. the deal with manscapes liquid formulations before heading outside use the crop preserver ball deodorant to keep you on your game in the heat then after trimming the lawn and whacking the weeds in the heat give your beach balls a boost and use crop reviver jones you like to play sports right from time to time, correct? Wouldn't you like to put some of this on your actual balls so that way they are fresh and ready to go right after you play a game of football or hockey or whatever you might be playing? Nothing nothing better than fresh feeling. I agree with that. And Fiesta, there's two free gifts. I know you like free stuff. You want to hear what these two free gifts are? Yeah, tell me. All right, so Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their performance package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. Bring your comfort and boxers to another level. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code COUCHGUY20 at manscaped.com. 20% off and free shipping with the code COUCHGUY20 at manscaped.com. Scape the shrubs and weeds this summer and shine with our friends at Manscaped. Shout out to our friends at Manscaped. They've been a great sponsor for the podcast and for the Couch Guy Sports website in general. Fiesta, you went last last time, so I'm going to let you pick. Do you want to talk NBA free agency or you want to talk MLB free agency? Which one do you want to talk first? We'll talk the MLB trade deadline. I think there's some hot takes here. Ooh, now this is the one that I've been looking forward to as well. So let's get into it. Let's just go over kind of the big moves that happened. So the MLB trade deadline has come and go, and there were a lot of moving pieces that went. Here are a few just to name them right off the top. Chris Bryant went to the Giants. Max Scherzer, Trey Turner, they went to the Dodgers. Anthony Rizzo... And Joey Gallo went to the Yankees. Yay. Yay. I'm just so happy about that. Javi Baez went to the New York Mets. Let's see. Uh, Kyle Schwarber is going to be a Red Sox. I mean, I guess that's that's kind of cool, which it is. And we're we're going to talk about that. Mm-hmm. But there were a lot of moves at this deadline. Craig Kimbrell went to the White Sox. Like, there were a <clears throat> ton of moves that happened. The Boston Red Sox made three trades. So they traded for Kyle Schwarber, like we just said, for right-hand pitcher Aldo Ramirez. He was like a prospect. He was like in the top 20 for prospects, but who cares? It's all exactly like show him away. Mm-hmm. Who cares? Uh, the Red Sox also traded for Gretel, and that's supposed to be a joke. Hansel Robles, and I believe he was from the LA Angels, if I'm not mistaken. No? All right. No, no, Robles was from the Twins. The Twins, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, it was uh, Austin Davis was from the Pirates. That's Austin the one. Austin Davis from the Pirates in exchange for Michael Chavis. And I just want to say a quick word about that Chavis trade real quick. I am completely okay with that. I'm actually glad they got rid of Chavis because he didn't have a spot on this team. He was battling for a time at second base. He mixed in some first base in his earlier years too. There was no spot for Michael Chavis on this team. And honestly, he might get more playing time in Pittsburgh. I know he got demoted to AAA already, but there could be a spot for him in that Pirates organization for years to come. So that's just my quick take on it. If anybody else wants to throw a take on that, go ahead, and then we'll just get into everything else. 
I mean, I, I guess I'll, I mean, I'll just say so obviously I'm a Red Sox fan. I just hear everybody, everybody upset that, that the Sox didn't invest more into it. Ooh, we're we're going to get to that. We're, we're, uh, yeah. We're, we're going to get okay, to that. Cool. Good. Okay. Yeah. Don't, oh, don't that, worry. That was the segue, Sully. I got you covered. Let's segue into that, baby. All right. Oh, I got you covered. Anybody <laughs> else? Michael Chavis trade? Anybody? I think low-key one of the sneakier trades was Miami and Oakland, and Oakland getting Starlin Marte, but I think Miami getting Jesus Lazardo. If they get that young pitching core settled and healthy with Lazardo, Sanchez, uh, Trevor Rogers, Sandy Al- Alcantara, they, they have a solid pitching rotation for years to come if they can get everybody healthy. So I think low-key, you know, Oakland's in a win-now mode, so the Starlin Marte move makes sense, but giving up Lazardo for him, I don't know. I think it's. I think that favors the Marlins a little bit in that trade. Okay. All right. So let's just get into it. So, like Sully was alluding to, the Boston Red Sox. We talked about it, they made three trades, and after I kind of let the dust settle, got some water in me because you always have to stay hydrated with these podcasts. You know, I kind of got to think. Yes, the Red Sox didn't make a big splash. They didn't get a Max Scherzer. They didn't get an Anthony Rizzo. They didn't even get a guy like Carlos Santana or Kyle Gibson or somebody like that. But the thing is, you have Chris Sale coming back, and he's going to be back probably within like a week, a week and a half. You're going to have pieces in the bullpen that are coming back. You're going to have a guy like Marlon Gonzalez. I'm not saying Marlon Gonzalez is good, but what I'm saying is, is he can give a guy a day off so that way these guys can be rested and ready for the September run, the August and September run. So with that, but with that being said, I don't know if this sends a mixed message to the whole organization, because what you said to them was, okay, we still want to be set up for short-term and long-term success. So you don't want to be like you were in 2018. You went all out, you won the world series. You were bad for two years. Now you're sort of back to being good in 2021. They don't want that to continue. But don't you think that, don't you guys think that they could have gotten somebody like a CJ Crone or maybe not Barrios because Toronto paid a big, they paid for two big prospects for him. But again, a guy like a Kyle Gibson, a guy like a Carlos Santana, you know, those are guys that I think you could have realistically gotten Jonathan Scope from, uh, from Baltimore. You know, that's another name I think they could have gotten. So I think it wasn't that they didn't make a lot of moves. They just didn't make moves that addressed those needs because Kyle Schwarber's never played first base. He's played one big league game at first base. That's it. One. Actually, one inning. One inning. Yeah. Thank you. One inning in one game. Not even a game. Yeah. So, so there you have it. So that's why I was a little bit upset. And that's why I was like, okay, not great. But then all of a sudden, too, the Yankees got better. The Blue Jays got better. The Mets got better. The Giants. All the teams that are contending, they got better. What did you do? So I'm curious about all your guys' thoughts on the Red Sox trade deadline and the trade deadline as a whole. We'll go reverse order. We'll start with B and we'll kind of work our way back up. So go ahead, Fee. Um, I give the Red Sox uh, deadline a CC minus. Um, I I actually really like the Schwarber deal. Um, you, they need a left. They needed a lefty bat, power. Also got they needed a guy that could take walks. That's been a little bit of an issue for the Red Sox at times during the season. Is that they don't have, especially at the bottom of the lineup, they don't take walks as much. So that's been an issue. Uh, I know that we mentioned like you're mentioning like. Gibson and other names. I think that they were interested in a lot of people, but the prices just got too heavy for them. 
I would have actually been fine with this because they needed to add depth because I'm sorry. Get Garrett. I know he's pitching tonight, but get Garrett Richards off my team. Mm-hmm. Get Martin Perez off. Send him to the moon. Look, send him to the yeah, moon. No, 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 no. Send him to the sun. Let's there you send go. A ship to Even the sun. better. Even better. Yeah, let's go that route. Um, <clears throat> I would have been fine, like, because you know who got traded? Also, we don't talk about They don't talk about it. John Lester got traded. Imagine that kind of reunion. To the Cardinals of all teams. Yeah, yeah. It was weird. Like, it was a little weird. It's like, even though John Lester is not the same pitcher, just, like, having him back as depth would have been, like, really good. Um, I understand why they probably were a little hesitant because they didn't want to give up the price, but there were some moves where you could have looked at it. It's like, yeah, they should have made a move. But, again, I the the reason why I have a C at CC, C minus is because of Schwarber. Everything else – they're putting a gamble on uh, Chris Sale, which is, I mean, it's a good bet because he's, even if he's not fully Chris Sale, he's still a very good pitcher. But I think some depth would have been appreciated because it, it feels like something's still missing in my eyes with this team. Okay. Jones? Um, I think the big reason why you didn't see the Red Sox making a big move is because their foreign system isn't as good as it once was. I think besides their top 10, if you start going down the list more and more and more, I don't really see it as a big um, achievement for the Red Sox. Like, you look at the Dodgers. All they do is they have prospects galore. They just gave out uh, Josiah Gray to Washington. They gave out Kybert Ruiz. Those are some talented prospects. If you're looking at the Sox prospects, you're not trading Tristan Casas for uh, a rental. You're not trading Jeter Downs for a rental. And you're not trading Gilberto Jimenez for a rental. Rental. So, in my opinion, if they're the way that they were moving and the way that um, Toronto gave up two of their top prospects for Jose Barrios, who might be gone after this year, I think they made. I think they they made the right call here, and I think a big reason why is they really. I I truly think they really like Tanner Hawk, and I think once the AAA season is officially done, he's working his way back up the roster. He's going to be on the playoff roster, whether he's pitching in relief or he's like that fringe end starter of that rotation. I think he's going to find his way on the, the playoff roster, no matter what round they're in. And also when you were talking about the Yankees getting better, the Blue Jays getting better. I agree. The Blue Jays did get better. What did the Yankees do? They added a couple bats to their lineup. Their big issue was pitching. And yep. you know what their solution was? Andrew, Andrew Heaney, who got, <laughs> who got shelled by the Baltimore Orioles last night. So I I, listen, I don't want to say it, but Joey Gallo and Anthony Rizzo both got traded from a non-playoff team to a team that's not even going to be in the playoffs. So I'm not even worried about the Yankees. Trust me. Fair enough. So, Sully, I know you have a lot to say because I've seen you on Twitter. You've been going off. Let me get Matty B really quick. Let him get his words in, and then you can just unleash on Red Sox Nation because this is the part that I've been looking forward to. Matty B, go ahead. <laughs> I mean, I, I've had to listen to why the Yankees have been great all week from my awesome co-host. Um, they beat the Marlins. They're not that great. <laughs> They're not good. <laughs> They're not good. Yeah. No, no but don't forget, Jones, they just beat Tampa Bay two out of three in one series, so now they think they're all good all of a sudden. All right, yeah. and if you're good, you're good. Beat Baltimore. Yes. Can't do it. Mm-hmm. Have your rotations in the COVID system. It's all right. Even the Montreal Expos could beat the Orioles, and they're not even a team anymore. Anyways. Uh... <laughs> yeah, Matty B, let's go. Go fire. 
<laughs> Red Sox, I mean, it is what it is. Schwarber will be a nice bat. Um, Robles, once he gets his footing with the team, he'll be fine. And then who's the other guy? Austin, what's his last name? Davis. Austin Davis. Well, the last pirate we got, uh, Gary Richards, he's, he's representing a good represent, representation of who the Pirates really are on the Red Sox. So great. Um, as for the rest of the MLB, I mean, I think I think this Chris Bryant trade might be the best trade out of all the trades that happened on the deadline. Um, obviously, the Cubs, the Cubs, they were selling. They sent Chris Bryant to quite arguably best team in baseball right now, and the the rich got richer. Simple as that. And then, and then one other thing about the Dodgers too: how much help do they need? Honestly, all of it. All of it. When, this roster, this roster is just ridiculous. It's and a fantasy it's, baseball team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be amazing when they choke in the playoffs this year to the Giants. Anyways, especially when they get beat by a team in their own division in the playoffs yeah, in the NLCS, they're, they're, they're going to lose to the Giants. So in the playoffs, I would love if they lost to the Padres. That would be uh, hilarious. Excuse me, uh, Fernando Tatis is slowly taking time off so he can come back and be ready for the playoffs. Giants are the best team in that division and in, in, in the league. I don't know about that, bud. Well, the the NOS is very, very competitive, just like the AL East. All right, Sully. Drew has something to say about that. Unleash. I mean, it's it's not really unleashing. I'm just, yeah, I think I'm coming at it in a different a different perspective. I think I can see why people are like, oh, you know, they're not making moves, and it's because like um, maybe they don't have faith in the team, or, or I don't know, whatever it is. I think this Red Sox team has been really good for almost the entire year, for the most part. You know, of course, you fall out of first, couple games back, couple games ahead. It is what it is. You're getting, like you said, you're getting Chris Sale back. That's not going to cost you anything. Ryan Brazier is coming back. Um, I mean, he's not the best or anything, but that still help. You know, you got Tanner Howe coming up. Like, you you have these people coming to, to help you in your playoff push that you aren't going to have to spend for. So I think all these teams that made moves, like the Yankees, the Blue Jays, teams like that, they had to make moves because they are a billion games back if you're the Yankees or you're just chasing someone if you're those teams. I understand as a Red Sox fan, you want you want them to get Scherzer. Of course you do. Why wouldn't you? I mean, I, I wanted them to. Every tweet I saw, I was like, here we go. We're getting them. And then they didn't get them. And it's like you just got to kind of readjust and be like, all right, it sucks. But you're getting Chris Sale, like I said. And even if he's not 100%, 85% Chris Sale is still better than 90% of – you know, the pitchers in the league, I think. I mean, it seems like all his velocity is back. It seems like he's getting back to normal. And people act like Tommy John surgery is this, like, death sentence now. I mean, I'm, there, there's pitchers that just preemptively get it, you know, just so then they're, they're, they're good to go from then on out. I don't know. It is annoying to me just because it, it's almost like people see the, see the names that the Red Sox could have gotten, and now that they didn't get them, it's like, oh, this seems horrible. And, of course, they come out of the trade deadline to play the Rays, that was just a recipe for disaster. You're playing a team that just as good as you, maybe a little bit better on some nights. Clearly they were better the past few nights. And it's just, it was the perfect recipe for a disaster. Then you got Rizzo going off for the Yankees. And it's just, it's just one of those things. But I think when Schwarber comes back before he got hurt, he was one of the best power hitters in the game. That might be hyperbole, but still very good power hitter. So you're going to have him in the lineup. Like I said, you're getting pitching back. I mean, I just, it, it just, people go through slumps. I think that's it. And I mean, again, it's, it's frustrating, but let's not forget what this team has done the whole year. Everybody talks about how this team is gritty and they fight back and all this stuff. They're going through a rough patch. 
Like if you're going to jump off the bandwagon now, do not come back on when this team makes a big push for the world series. We don't need you. They don't need you. So it's just, it's, it's frustrating to me. I can see where the, the frustration comes from fans. Cause like I said, I want players just like with any of my teams, when the Patriots don't get people, I get pissed off. I want them to get people when the Celtics don't get people. We'll talk about that later, but I get upset too, but you kind of got to recalibrate. This is a, this is a really, really good baseball team. They were like four or five games up or something like that from the Rays like a month and a half ago. And now they fell back a little bit. I think right now they're one game out. Yep. So, they're the third or fourth best team in the league. Like, so, calm down. So it sounds like you're ready to take over a podcast with that rant. It sounds like you're ready to go. I'm ramping up. That's, that's just a sneak peek. That's just, and if you think I'm passionate <laughs> about this, let me just throw a little plug for myself. I'm 10 times more passionate for the Patriots. So that, that, that's all I'm going to say. Perfect. So, so here's the thing, and I'm going to tie into something. That, or, Jones, did you want to say something real quick? Like get some. I also I – also, Fiesta, Fiesta we, we talked about this. Um, don't be surprised if this team also has Tristan Casas up come September as well, being so, their first baseman. So to kind of tie into it, and my whole point that I'm going to make now is going to tie into something that all four of you have said individually. The Red Sox are competing with the best team in the MLB, which is the Giants, who just got Chris Bryant in the trade that Matty B was talking. When Sully mentioned that the Red Sox haven't gone through a slump like that, the Red, this is the first four-game losing streak the Red Sox have had all season, and it took them until August to do so. So that's pretty good. To Jones's point, yeah, the Yankees, I think they got a little better with Rizzo. Gallo, I don't know if they really needed, but it's still, the pitching is what you need to address, and you didn't address it. You went out and got Andrew Heaney. They got shellacked by the Orioles, who were consistently one of the worst teams in baseball. And to top it all off, like Fiesta threw out there, now two of their starting pitchers have COVID for the Yankees. So, like, with this Red Sox team, I think they're going to be fine, but they need to turn the ship around quick. And by the way, as we're recording on August 3rd, so Tuesday, August 3rd, about 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, the Red Sox lineup tonight features Marlon Gonzalez at second base and Franchi Cordero at first base. Yikes. Uh, let's see. Let's I'll give him another chance. Yeah, Cordero. I mean, everything else I like. Jaron Duran's playing center. Devers is at third. Bogarts is at short. JD's DHing. Verdugo's mm. in left. Uh, Hunter Renfro's in right. Vasquez is behind the dish. Like, I'm okay with all that. I mean, uh, Frenchie has been playing better. He's been hitting better mm-hmm. since he got called up. Yes. He has been hitting better. But let me let me ask Which, you. I mean, it's, it's compared to what he was before, it, it's not a lot, but still. I, I was going to say, Fiesta, you can hit better than Franchi did at the time that he was up before. Let me ask you guys yeah. this. Just just fair question here, and then we'll move on to the last topic of the night. The Red Sox go into the playoffs. You have Fran- – let's just say for whatever reason, Schwarber, either he went to a slump, he got injured, whatever. Let's just say he can't play for whatever reason. Are you really comfortable in the playoffs going into the 2021 MLB playoffs with Franchi Cordero potentially as your first baseman? Nope. <sighs> no. Nope. Um, okay. So this this is why Tristan Costas is coming up for that specific reason. Which which I which yes, and I'm hoping you're right, Jones, because they need a first baseman that can actually play the game, and Tristan Costas would be that answer. So actually, I have a substitute just in case Tassas isn't up because he is going to be coming back. Uh, Christian Arroyo. It's not, I and, like Arroyo. I like Arroyo. But the fact that the first time he played first base and then he stretches, he gets hurt. That, uh, I don't know. I, I mean, it happens. Uh, I mean, if, if it's not Tristan Tassas, 
I think, oh, here we go. If it's not Tristan Casas, I think I think it should just be Marvin Gonzalez at that rate. So Gonzalez could play literally anywhere. This is true. So everyone that's saying, everyone that's saying, oh geez, oh lord, here we go. I'm thinking the same thing in my head, but we have to introduce him. It's integrity of the show because this show has integrity somewhat. The fill-in host of the Couch Guy Sports Podcast, otherwise known as the host of the Yellow Card Podcast and the Suplex Biddies Podcast, as well as the assistant content director of Couch Guy Sports, Diego Galvis joins us for the rest of the episode. Diego, you have a lot of haters in here. Would you like to address the haters in here, specifically the three guys on my screen that are all on the left? Sully, you're good. You're on the right side of my screen. Love you all. Love you all just as equally. I mean, Jones, he knows he's a... He's as ugly as osmosis. Maddie, I can't even explain what happened in that situation. And Fiesta is just Fiesta. There's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> so, out of respect to this podcast, I uh, I declined to give a rebuttal. Oh no, you can re- <laughs> no, you can give a rebuttal. It's fully encouraged here on the Couch Guys Sports. No, 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 because I'll get I'll get I'll get the show canceled. Alice, right. the listen, host. I, I suggest you just mute Diego for the rest. It's of it's it. it's completely yeah, right. <laughs> Jones, it's completely okay for you to say you want me deported or how did you have to board it? Whatever you want to say. I, I, it's no, not something I haven't no. heard before. It's completely no, fine. No, it's fine. No, it's good. We're good. We're good. Uh, Diego, we're good. we were just talking about the MLB trade deadline, the Red Sox. So I'll ask you before we move into our final topic of the night. Red Sox, they, they made a couple moves. What was your overall take of the Red Sox at the trade deadline? Do you think they did enough, have enough for a World Series push? And were there any other moves in the MLB you really, really liked at the deadline? Um, so I think that the Red Sox and the way that they went about it was more of, uh, more of a careful watchdog situation more than anything. He was, Heim was really in the, in the thought of doing something that would have just addressed the issue primarily, but that wouldn't be a high cost and high risk for him. Uh, perhaps Kyle Schwarber and, and, and any other addition we made. I think that the one area where we really needed to focus on was the pitching, and I don't think we did enough there. Um, I think, you know, unfortunately we were linked with with people who are in the older side of things like Max Scherzer and whatnot. I personally wouldn't have done the deal for Max Scherzer just because I know that there was a lot of um, things that they would have wanted back for him. But I think I would have looked elsewhere. Um, Another name that should have been something that I personally would have pulled the trigger on was Trevor Story. I think a great um, a great addition in second base wouldn't have hurt this uh, this baseball team. But overall, I mean, listen, Heimblum at the beginning of the season, we we saw the signings that he had, and nobody was really feeling encouraged by that by that baseball team. Um, he's known to do this and go with low risk and high rewards. So at this point, you just gotta trust him and and wait until these uh, these Rex are turning around. We we ran into a, an unfortunate funk right now, and especially with, with uh, Matt Barnes right now getting, uh, getting into COVID IL, even though he didn't test uh, positive for it. It's an unfortunate event right now. But overall, if the Rexons can turn it around and continue their, uh, their, their winning uh, records, why not trust Haim? That's all I can say. Trust in Haim Bloom. Can I add something real quick to what Diego said? Just super quick i mean if you want to get your head ripped off potentially go for it it's your funeral. no 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 i'm 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 in with it, it it's funny i i heard a couple of people say this thing that made me think the red sox just got beat by the rays right do you know who built that Rays team high and bloom yeah 
Heimberg. Exactly. So, so it's kind of funny to hear people say that he doesn't know what he's doing, but yet the team that he just built is the team that you're competing with. Yeah, and that and that core foundation that the Rays have right now, it's all signings that Heim Bloom brought in and that nobody wanted to believe in. It's exactly what we're doing here in the Red Sox. Kyle Schwarber right now in the middle of the of the batting order, it's really not a bad addition there at all. Power hitter. Why why not? Just why not? All right. The MLB trade deadline's come and gone. It was a lot of fun. See what happens with this Red Sox team going through August and September. Obviously, Jared and I will cover it throughout the remaining episodes, throughout the rest of the regular season. We'll see what happens. Before we move into the final topic of the night, Diego, since you came in here, I'll pick on you. Have you ever done a workout and felt like you needed a massage right after that workout? Every time. Yeah, think like Please. De- think like de- Please, Diego doesn't work out. That, shh, that's the point, but you're not supposed to say anything. Looking at, looking at you as a workout in itself, Jones. It's oh, okay. stressful enough. Uh, well... Just- Mm-hmm. Well, before yep. the, it's stressful before enough. The I can't figure off. out what happened there. I before, can't before figure out what happened. Off. You're talking to Matty B right now, me, when you're saying, I don't know what happened there, correct? You're not that far off from Matty B's ugly. Ah, see, I, I, don't know know that. That, I don't know <laughs> about that, dude. All the show's off the rails, Al. Let's get it back now. The Couch Guy Sports <laughs> Podcast is brought to you by our friends at ExoGun. Have you ever done a workout and feel like you need a massage right after? Diego clearly hasn't, but that's okay. Get the massage without leaving your house. Don't let pain and soreness slow you down because ExoGun revives muscle, boosts circulation, and releases energy so you can recover faster and live better. Take it wherever you need it, whether you're at work, the gym, the trail, or you're watching a soccer game with your friends and you're arguing about everything, put the power percussion massage treatment in your hands. ExoGun is portable, adjustable, powerful, (laughs) and is trusted by the pros to deliver the ultimate in recovery experience. Percussion therapy boosts muscle function and recovery by penetrating deep into the muscle tissue with a series of rapid concentrating pulsating strokes. Gain back control of your body and achieve long-term pain relief with our friends at ExoGun. So this is where everybody here needs to listen up and all of you watching out there and listening right now, make sure you're paying attention. 10% off with the code CGS10 at checkout. ExoGun, everything ExoGun comes with a charger and a carrying case charger for when you need to charge it on the go. Carrying case to carry it wherever you need it. Go get your ExoGun today. Treat yourself to a massage at a moment's notice with that promo code CGS10. Zero. Uh, the other, the, the other way. Ten. There you go. Ten. There you go. Ten. There you go. Ten. 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 <laughs> okay, Diego. Let's let's pretend. Actually, you know what? I'm not even going to go there. All right. Final topic for the night. Okay. Final topic. Go ahead. What were you going to say, cafeteria lady? What were you going to say? <laughs> cafeteria lady. I, I want my fucking cookies. All right. I want my cookies. Let me yeah, have you, them. Yeah, you would want a cookie right now. Let me you? have them. You, 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 listen, you, you're spending all that money. You couldn't go out and get yourself a freaking cookie while you were doing it. Come on, be better. Hey, every penny's No, you have no excuse for it. So I don't even want to hear it. You have no defense for that. That is horrible on your part. Anyways, back to the show. NBA free agency. We're going to segue now because otherwise Diego's just going to go into a roasting spree and we're never going to get this show back on track. First day of NBA free agency has officially closed. We have a lot of moving pieces and a lot of pieces that have stayed. Lonzo Ball is going to Chicago. DeMar DeRozan is going to Chicago. Kyle Lowry is going to the Miami Heat. Kelly Olynyk is going to the Detroit Pistons. LOL at that deal because that was hilarious. Jeff Green's going to Denver Nuggets. And there are a bunch of other moves that happened throughout, excuse me, throughout just the first day of NBA free agency. And the Boston Celtics have made the following moves. Oh. They haven't made moves yet. Okay. So that's not true. 
Yes, Fiesta. Let's call Fiesta. That's true. Here we go. Let's Here call we go. Fiesta. Yes, Fiesta. Let's call Low Fiesta. Low and order. Low and order. Dun, 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 Yeah, we're done with this show. We're going to get copyright. Go ahead, Fee. Tell me why I'm wrong. Um, I mean, you're not going to account the Josh Richardson trade, the Kemba Walker, Al Horford trade. We, we so or, I will say this: the Walker and Horford trade we talked about in past episodes. But the, the Josh uh, but Richardson I'm just saying, like in the off season, like in the off season in general. Fiesta, I mean, the topic moves. is NBA free agency. You dummy, read the script. Well, we're, he you, said Jones. they didn't make any moves. He didn't <laughs> yeah, say they didn't sign anybody. Yet. The off well, season, it's a whole different thing. Jesus. At least they hear you. Oh, oh Jones. Literally, Al said they haven't made any moves. He didn't say yeah, they didn't in free any, agency. Didn't make it specific. <laughs> Jones, he didn't make it specific, bro. Okay, yeah. so, all right. So, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. All right, here, let's try that again. The Boston Celtics have not made any moves during the NBA free agency period. You good? Got the, we got that out of the way. We, we good now, guys? Y'all good? Yes, though. We good? Y'all good? I'm fine. You came at me for some reason. I You, you got pissed at me. I was I, I wasn't here. You, you came at me. So you good? Technicalities. This is the entertainment that we have. Yeah, Aaron and like, Becky okay. decided to go out one day. Listen, first all of, all, of a sudden. Maddie, first Maddie, of all, wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. Diego, shut your mouth. You were 35 Maddie, you can't make that sleeping. You can't make that sleeping pose. You always look like you're sleeping. What are you talking about? <laughs> You full time Snorlax. <laughs> Get out of here. Oh. Yeah, Guys, I'm, I'm starting to uh, think Jones. that maybe I should have left the uh, Jones. In the Get Fiesta. Run. Get Fiesta, Jones. Listen, oh, listen, not, not to plug my own podcast, but if you want content like this, me and Fiesta fight, make sure you go check out the Chase's podcast. Oh, but gosh. I digress because I'll let you know, Fiesta, buddy, pal, let me tell you. Listen, listen to when people talk to you. The topic was NBA free agency. It had so nothing to do with the NBA offseason. Jones, shut up for a minute. Just shut up for a minute because you keep jumping down my throat. So just wait a second. He said moves. He didn't say free agent signings, and I was clarifying that because there's a two different things. So he said but they didn't again, make any moves in general. I will. So they have I, made I, some I, moves. I, gotta come in. Let's I am going to come in here real quick. I, I know where VS is getting the moves part of things, but just listen 10 seconds before that, Al did say we're going to get into NBA free agency. I'm sorry, but that one's a little bit of an L. I mean, it's, it's a little still bit of the L. same thing. It's still the offseason. So, it's, anyway, let's move on. Yeah, well, I don't know. Like, you just all I know, all, I know, <laughs> all I know, this I'm is by far the most entertaining divorce I've ever watched. In a Guys, Sully's just sitting here, like, can we just get on with the podcast? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just standing here on the side drinking my water. <laughs> you guys argue all you want. That's fine. I'd... Listen, you wanted content. Here we are. I'm yeah, good. Listen. Diego, this, fight, this fight right here is better than whatever happened at Giants training camp, so I'm all for it. <laughs> Diego, do you remember that text <laughs> I sent you before the show started, like way earlier in the day? Oh, yeah. You're, you're, did, I, yeah. did I call that or did I call that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Just wanted to make sure. I yeah. You two just reminded me of the reason why I don't watch Judge Judy. Just hope you guys know that. <laughs> Diego, Diego, I hope I'm the reason you don't reproduce. <laughs> reproduce what? A child. NBA there free is agency. No way my kids are gonna be this ugly. Off season. All right, Diego, I'm gonna tell you candid for a second so we can actually get off the topic. 
NBA free agency oh. continuing on with the offseason. So, the, yes, the Celtics before the free agency period opened, signed, or sorry, they didn't sign, they traded for Josh Richardson from the Dallas Mavericks. And this is what I'm going to say. I think with the Celtics, and I think this is where a lot of us are going to agree with this. The Celtics' goal, as far as adding like really big impact players, is going to be in the 2022 free agency class. There's no doubt about it. You take a look at that class. It is stacked. Russell Westbrook, James Harden, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Bradley Beal. Just to name five off the top of my head. There's a lot in that class. And the Celtics, with the moves that they're making or lack thereof, is going to set them up to add a max player and then add potentially somebody else for like 18 million. I'm pretty sure. If my math is correct. I thought I saw that on a tweet earlier, but I can, I, I can help you with the math a little bit. You're right on that. Thank you. And I, I knew I'd get something right. Eventually I knew I'd get there, but anyways, Jones, you still with us? Yeah. Yep. Sorry. Okay. No, just checking, making sure you didn't die over there, making sure I'm good, we, I'm good, we, I'm good. that we don't want any deaths on the couch guy sports podcast, but with the Celtics, it just seems like nice, Sully. It just seems like, you know, Miami added Kyle Lowry and they've added a few other pieces. The Lakers are signing basically three quarters of the entire league, you know, and then you have obviously Milwaukee. You have Philly that's trying to figure it out. And now it sounds like they're going to try to keep Ben Simmons. Who knows what's going to happen there? You have obviously Brooklyn that you're, you're dealing with and they just signed Patty Mills today as we're recording on August 3rd. So, there's there's a lot going on and i don't know i don't know if you could say that this is going to be a bridge year to that year to that 2022 free agency class but i think it's very clear that the celtics know they're not going to win anything significant this upcoming season so they're like let's let jason tatum and jalen brown get more into their primes than they already are and let's build around them next off season have these expiring contracts so that way once free agency comes next year they can go all out and they can be like the Chicago bulls where this for this free agency period so far. I don't think that's a crazy thing to say, you know? So let's start with Fiesta and then we'll go kind of on my screen, how it appears. So we'll go Fiesta, Diego, Sully, Jonesy, Maddie B. Commence. Um, I mean, for the overall moves, I don't, think they're done yet so i i'm gonna hold real judgment i mean it they want to keep the flexibility to get a, a third star okay let's stop let's stop saying third star they want bradley beal Let, let, let's be honest here Thank they you. want to get bradley beal in any way possible um preferably i would prefer a trade so you can keep some of those guys because you're gonna have to let a lot of guys walk i would prefer that i still think that might happen it might be a little slimmer as the days go by, but you never know how the NBA offseason goes because guys change their minds every minute. But I'm fine with the direction. There's a direction. I, I'm reading on Twitter that people are pissed. The Celtics the last couple of years have been directionless because, let's be honest, when Kyrie walked out the door, they did kind of panic and sign Kimball Walker. They were very lucky to get that contract out off the books this offseason and not give up a couple multi-first-round picks. And last year was a disaster of an offseason when you had your previous GM, thanks, Ainge, 
uh, screw up the Gordon Hayward situation there. So you had these situations where the, they've been just directionless. They only need to add a couple of pieces here and there because to add a second unit because that's what they really need. Because if you look at the current starting lineup that they have constructed, Horford, Tatum, Brown, Richardson, Smart, it's actually really fine, especially if you assume Tatum and Brown are going to take another step. They just need to add guys on the bench that can shoot and proven vets. And it, so, I mean, if they can get a shooter vet minimum or whatever is going to happen with this Kings-Hawks trade, uh, Celtics three-way trade, that the, the, the Kings need to add some salary to the trade because of the uh, Holmes deal that they signed. They're way over the cap. So they need to add somebody in there. If they can get somebody there or get another piece, they'll be fine. They'll probably be the fourth or fifth seed, which is fine. Um I don't think seeding's going to matter next year because the East is going to be very deep. So it's depending on you're all in the right situation. So it's not doom and gloom to what Twitter is. They have a plan. It's a gamble. Don't get me wrong. It is a gamble because you are kind of putting your eggs in one basket. If it's really the Beal basket, it is a gamble like anything else, but it's a direction. And I'm finally happy that they have a direction that they're going and you should be happy for that because they are about to go in and do some big things. It's, it's that song. I'm going in that song. They're literally going to be going in in 2022. Diego. Yeah. So um, me personally, I agree with a lot with what Fiesta just said. Um, I think, I think of it in, in an opposite way though. I think right now looking at the way things have been going, whenever you have great duels in any team, like if you think of Steph Curry and Clay Thompson, what you think of, um, um, good God, Giannis and Chris Middleton. Like, you want to build around those guys to then contend for a championship, and you want to do it quickly. You want to do it in the time between three to four years. Right now, Tatum and Brown have been here for they're going literally into that time period, and you still haven't been able to contend for a championship. At this time, if you're if you're waiting for 2022 to get Bradley Beal. I personally would get concerned at the point that maybe Tatum will want to go elsewhere. And at that point, okay, sure, you got Beal, but now you're going to have to worry about maybe getting Tatum back in or having to worry about maybe getting Brown back in and reeling them in. Secondary to that, I think that right now, the point guard situation with Smart, I, I love Smart, and I think he's he's a go-getter. He's very good defensively, and does he do mistakes? I mean, what – player in the NBA doesn't make the mistakes, right? However, I think, and and I worry about the depth of this Eastern Conference and the physicality that's going to be brought here because that just raises the risk of injury here, and we don't really have a plan B there. I think if we were to get potentially a low-cost deal with somebody like, like I, like I was mentioning to you, Al, earlier today, like if you were to just bring in Isaiah Thomas just for a one-year deal, it's a $2 million contract. It's not going to cost you that much, if that, for one year, just to put a Band-Aid in there and temporarily have it fixed with 2021-2022 until you go 2022-23 and bring in Bradley Beal fully and hopefully you get your big three there. Why not go for it? I think right now what worries me is that we're sleeping in our laurels, not making a free agency move, whether it's just a low cost and, and low term or whether it's a two to three year deal that just gives us at least an option B that is what worries me. And I don't know. I just, 
I, I just think right now we're we're kind of letting down Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum in a way. I think that those guys, those guys with the amount of talent that they have and how good Jason Tatum has looked in the Olympics. I know I know that they love Udoka and I know that they can work with him, and that's that's awesome. But I just think that these guys really want to contend for a title. And this is one of those years where you could, where you could do that if you just get that additional piece. So before we get into Sully, I'm going to say two quick things. One, breaking news, Garrett Richards did not allow a run in the first inning and only threw nine pitches. That's crazy. Nature's healing. Number two. Huh? What did I do? Uh, Oh, I thought you said Al did something. Sorry. Number two, Mm -hmm. Red Sox are up 2 nothing right now. Oh, let's go. Attaboy, Sully. We love that. That's what we do. Sully, since that's what we do, do what you do and contribute to the conversation. I will. Um, I think, uh, Fies, I think you said there's a lot of, uh, like, doom and gloom on Twitter about the Celtics and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like I'm a part of that. I think think it just comes from, like, the PTSD from Danny Ainge. I'm, I'm just... Um, and I think, uh, Chris, I think you and I went back and forth on text or Twitter or something. It was like, Brad Stevens is here now. I get that. Love Brad Stevens, but it's just, I can't get it out of my head. The whole Danny Ainge, like, oh yeah, next year we're going to get someone. We're just putting a bandaid on it for this year. And it's just, I'm, I'm, I'm just sick of wasting Tatum. I mean, like you guys have said, Tatum's, he's just getting better and better. Brown's getting better too. I mean, smart. I mean, you're, you're only going to be able to keep smart and put up with him for so long. I mean, you have Horford now. It's just, I, I feel like I, it's just frustration. Like, I just want them to be so good. And I hope that Stevens, and it seems like Stevens has a direction. He knows what he's doing. Um, so that's good. But it just, I, I, I'm, I'm just sick of wasting Tatum. That's all it is. I mean, Brown too, but it, it's really Tatum in my eyes. T- Tatum is the star. Tatum is Batman. Brown is Robin. It, that's just kind of how it is. Some nights they might flip-flop, but that's how I see it. But I mean, it's just, it's, it's patience that I think New England sports fans and maybe Celtics fans in particular don't have right now, because you're seeing these, these talented players just keep the years just keep getting wasted and wasted. And you see Tatum and Brown carry this team to, you know, to almost the promised land. And it just, it doesn't, didn't seem like they were getting the help they needed. Cause it got to the point where I had a vendetta going with Danny Ainge. Like I was just like, this guy can't build a team. He just seems like he doesn't want to be here anymore, which uh, that's unfair, but you know, I'm, I'm a fan. Fans aren't always fair, but I think it's just patience. Cause I think that next year, if things start to fall into place, it will be good. If you get, you know, whoever your big superstar, you fill out the bench and everything. It's just that's that's a risk. You're putting your eggs in a basket that might not even be there, and then and then what? And then it's oh next year, next year, and it, I don't know. So I'm I'm putting faith in Stevens, but it's very it's very hesitant, very reluctant. I'm just jaded because of the Danny Ainge saga recently. So that's my thoughts. All right, Jones. May may I ask to go last? Sure, Matty B. Can I let Matty B go before me? Oh, boy. Um, I mean, it looks like Danny Ainge taught, taught Brad Stevens how to keep a thumb in his ass during free agency. That's all that's happened so far. Um, the Celtics, they need a big man. There's a few, there was a few out there. They're gone. Don't know what they're waiting for. They Two years in a row, they claim they don't have money. And then last year, your big splash was Tristan Thompson, who 
sucks. Makes me wonder. Makes me makes me wonder what what, what are they gonna pull off this year? Some random person that we've never heard of before. Some scrub. Seriously, they could have signed Dwight Howard. They could have gotten Drummond based off of what the deals that they got. I get the Lakers are signing everybody to a one year deal because it's obvious LeBron's like, all right, give everyone a one year deal. So you did not just say Drummond. You did not just say Drummond. I did, Diego. Deal with it. You um, want the uh, elk handicap in our team? Better than Tristan Thompson. Um, you got to uh, uh, hold on, Matty B. You know Tristan Thompson's not with the team anymore, correct? I know, and that's very good. Just saying, he'd be an improvement from what we had last year. Al Horford's already an improvement from what we have last year. <laughs> I forgot I Al Horford was on the team, so there you go. Mm-hmm. See, see, this is this is what's wrong with average with, Al. This is what's wrong with with Boston Celtics fans. The Boston Celtics fans that are mad on Twitter are the Boston Celtics fans that don't understand how the cap works. That that that's basically it. That's re- that's real. That's really all it is. All Explain these people like Explain all these people. All these people. Oh, let's sign some someone. Anytime anybody asks you, who do you want to sign? You go, oh, I don't know, someone. You have to have a plan. And guess what? Stevens does. Because guess what? If Danny Ainge is at the helm, we still have Kemba Walker. They're signing Marcus Smart to that four-year extension, which I am not one ounce of me wants to pay him that much money. Yuck, yuck, yuck. No, thank you. Not for those bonehead decisions he makes night in and night out. Please and thank you. But people are sleeping on Horford. They forget that Oklahoma City was rebuilding, and Horford last year in the 28 games that he played with Oklahoma City averaged 14 and 7 and with three, three and a half assists. For a big man at the age of 34, that's pretty freaking good. And for him to come in and he gels with this team right off the bat because he has chemistry with Tatum. He has chemistry with Brown. He's going to fit in right away. Josh Richardson, great pickup. He's another solid wing defender that they need. Their issue is, and I'll say it time and time again, is their bench is constructed of draft picks that Danny Ainge made that Brad Stevens wants absolutely nothing to do with. And this is why after this year, which again, Tristan Thompson not on the team, like Matty B said, is a good thing for, for, for one reason, one reason only. It's the thing called the Kardashian curse. Look look at Ben Simmons, prime example of it. The Kardashian curse is real. The Celtics are going to be a top four seed in the East this year. And guess what? We were so close to making the finals in the bubble with that crap bench that we had. So trust me, Tatum and Brown are fine next year. Listen, and here's another thing. You're not going to win the East when you have teams like Brooklyn, who have uh, Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Kyrie Irving all on the same team. If they're all healthy, there's nobody that's coming out of the East besides them. Let's put that on the record now. So taking this year and just, you know, getting guys developed and getting guys like Tatum and Brown in all-star games is a win right off the bat. So all you're doing is just elevating Tatum's game and you're showing you're showcasing him to potential free agents that want to come here. Kevin Durant has already praised him in the USA saying, hey, I hold the USA record, but this guy next to me, talking about Jason Tatum, is going to be the one that breaks me. So was was that part of, of your thing, or was that just still a rebuttal? i just curious. That was, that was the rebuttal and the thing all into one because some guy tweeted at me after I tweeted at Mike last night, and I lost my mind because these are the self- – I go, I go, give me one name you would like to bring in. He goes, oh, I don't know how it is. I don't know how the cap works. That's not my job as a fan. Well, then you're the worst kind of fan because all you do is bitch, bitch, bitch. But at the same time, you have no idea what direction this team is going in. So – 
take it back a little bit. So for all my all my friends like Maddie B here that complaining that the Celtics haven't signed anybody, just take a step back. Don't worry. Team I'm also fine. I'm also complaining, and I actually knew who I wanted, and I had talked about this before in this in the Couch Guy Sports podcast. Well, I, I say it. I, well, I, listen, I just, no, hang on. You got your minute to speak. Now it's my time to speak. Simple as that. Uh, I do want to say, Maddie B, do you have any other like comments before? Yeah, I was I was gonna say maybe we should yeah. let Maddie B. Yeah, Maddie B. Diego, as well. Diego, Diego, Diego can talk. Let Diego talk. No, no, if you have something be, to no, say, no, no, Maddie. I got nothing. Let Diego talk. Let Diego talk. I had mentioned I had mentioned that if we wanted because the rumor all around was that we were going to get rid of Smart and we were going to trade some additional pieces there. My thought was potentially bringing Lonzo Ball. Now that I know exactly what he just got paid, no fucking way. I wouldn't have paid that amount of money. Secondary to that, I would have gone with a low cost. I would have probably gone maybe Patty Mills, maybe Reggie Jackson, maybe even Otto Otto Porter. Just something. Again, minimal amount of contract, minimal amount of money, just something to put the mandate on for now. Even Isaiah Thomas, a one-year deal, like I said, $2 million. That's at least when a band-aid is something that you know you need to have coverage on because point guards do get injured all the fucking time. It happens every single year. Mike Conley is a, a good example of that. Donovan Mitchell is a good example of that. We got many of those examples there. You got you got Peyton Richard after, after Marcus Martin. Then after Peyton, who else do you have? Nobody. Chris Dunn. Eh. Serviceable punt guard, and he's more reliable to stay on the floor than Isaiah Thomas has been the last four years. So I'll already cut that isn't with he, a grain of salt. Isn't he known as a good defender too, Chris Dunn? Chris Dunn. He is yep. a good defender, yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I well agree with that. There you go. I think my only thing, and I I, I hate to just step I, I, on your toes here again, dude. It's just your mindset is these these deals but first of all the Lonzo Ball deal we all knew there was just it was a smoke screen we knew he was going to Chicago for weeks now for weeks we knew he was going to Chicago for the few the few last weeks but before that we for didn't like, know for, for, for like the last two weeks we knew he was going to Chicago exactly. so yeah, I'll, that I agree I'll, with you I'll, I'll I'll take that out of it trust me smart still going to me on the block he'll probably stay with us for now but if there's a guy that's available out there, Marcus Smart will definitely be that key piece in that deal. Mm-hmm. But Absolutely. I think I think for your retort is you need guys to come off the bench that can shoot. And the guys that you mentioned, like Otto Porter, can't do that. Um, he uh, played Patty Mills defense. and Reggie Jackson can. Well, hold on. Let me, let me retort. You knew Patty Mills was going to go to a team that's contending right now, and those teams were either Brooklyn or, or um, the Lakers, and he ended up in Brooklyn. Reggie Jackson – is going to get four years around, I'd say probably forty-seven million from the from the Clippers. So I don't think the Celtics are going to pay him that anyways. So that's why I think they don't go for that. That's why I think they're they're content right now with having a guy like Peyton Pritchard, who they saw high, highlights of last year. He looked pretty good in the minutes that he played. You have guys like Chris Dunn, who has played in the league, obviously not as much as people would have liked, but he's a serviceable defender and can play point guard. So I think they're content there. I just think more so for – it's not even for, like, you and Matty B. It's more so for the fans that have no idea how contracts work and anything like that. When, when fans talk, like, mid-level exemption, they're talking, oh, we could definitely get Ben Simmons for, like, a mid-level exception. That's not how it works. It's never how it works. It's never going to be how it works. That's, that's my take with, with bad Celtics takes. I, 
my only thing with Maddie B is I, I've seen him on Twitter the last couple of days, so I knew we were talking about this, and I was getting ready and getting ready and getting ready. Just be patient, my friend. I promise you, I promise you, this team is not going to be as bad as last year. I promise you. And I, I do want to add something to that. The Kings-Hawks-Celtics trade has not been finalized. It soon is going to expand. So you can assume the Celtics are probably going to get another piece in that deal. Um in that case. And also day three of free agency is a lot of vet minimums and there's a good list of still there good is a players. Great list. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna point out a name because there has been interest in the past, um last year, but especially he might he won't come back as quick, but Victor Oladipo, he would be a perfect six man here. And he, he I'm just saying that there's that they'll make move they'll make the right moves. Also, I will say this, that Kings trade, potentially, it's been floated out there that the Kings might want to move Marvin Bagley. So there's a flyer for a guy on a reasonable two-year deal still with his rookie stale contracts. And I'm just saying there's potential. Just wait till the end of the week, and there's probably still going to be rumors until the end of the month and beyond that. So I'm confident that the team will be good enough, and I would actually say this. Little, little plug, pick the over on the wins because they're going to be over on that. I'm confident in that. It's going to be a good team. I'll go to Twin River and put that in. Final predictions for the night. It can be about anything we talked about. It can be something we didn't talk about. It can be whatever you guys want it to be. Maddie B, give us one prediction. Um, Just something fun. Uh, something fun. All right. Uh, Kevin Newton throws 25 touchdowns this year. That's fun. Really quick, before we go, not not who we think is going to be the quarterback, because I think we all can agree Cam's going to be the starting quarterback week one. Who before the season, like, let's go back to, let's say June. Who did you want to be the starting quarterback, Mac or Cam? I just want to believe we're seconds. asking this. I can't believe we are. I, I can't just, believe we're really doing this. Not, we all know who I'm you're. Asking, gonna, we all know I'm, who you're going to say. I'm just so asking. Just the, I'm asking the question. Is that okay if I ask the question, Maddie B? That is, is that okay. We all know what you're going to say, and that's fine. I think it's okay. So let's see here. So I know you want Cam Diego. I know you want Cam Fee. I'm pretty sure you want Cam, right? No, you wanted Matt. Okay. Actually, I, I'm always in the boat where you when you invest the first round pick at a quarterback you need to start him as quickly as possible it's one of those things that you just gotta like practice and everything else you need to get game reps eventually so that's just one of my things i if i had a choice it would be either <laughs> i would be yeah certain right but if i had to choose between the two it would be that because i'm in the philosophy when you invest make an investment like that you need to get them on the field jones jones what did you want um, so my Cam Newton jersey is currently in my closet. Do you want me to okay. go grab that? Uh, I think okay. so, that so that answers that question. Sully? <clears throat> Brian Hoyer. <laughs> oh, no. Mac Jones. Of course, Mac Jones. Of course, Mac Jones. Okay. Now, can, 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 I retort, can I ask you guys why you want Mac Jones? No. <laughs> so, please, 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 Mike, please. I, yeah. I want to be, no. I want to be on. I want to be on the Tuck Wool pod. Just oh, so you I will. Can, oh, you will. I mean, just I mean, so I can talk to you about this, please. No, no, you but will. Let's, let's everybody, instant instant self brag. I love everybody. It, everybody here will, will be. It everybody here will be, except except I'll, for Diego. He can't show up on time, but everybody else. Will <laughs> be, um, 
Chris, Chris, since you asked, oh, I want to. I want to go like that, huh? So I want to go like that. I know Diego, podcast Sully's out. What's Diego, up, Diego? Hold on, I I got us on the Cam Newton talk real quick. Go ahead. So, so with Mac, it's I, I understand that, like you know, Cam Newton, he he, everybody wants him to kind of redeem himself and all that. I just. I saw enough last year. I know there were extenuating circumstances. I know it was COVID. I know that it was a weird season. I know there wasn't practice time, all that. Thank you for sitting attentively, Chris, and listening to me like that. I like, I like that. Just, I, I just, I'm just ready to start new. That that's what I was ready for. I, I believed all the hype around Matt Jones. Again, this isn't me saying that I don't like Cam Newton. I still, I want him to do well, but if I had to pick, I would want Matt Jones to start just because I want just a clean slate, I just, I, I'm, I'm Mac attack. Let's go Mac Jones, 2021. That's my thing. It, it's not to disparage Cam Newton. I feel like that's what like the Cam Newton defenders are like the people that are so sensitive. Whenever you say something that's not like, Oh, go Cam. I'm so happy that he's winning all that stuff. No, it's not that I don't like him. I just wanted Mac Jones to start. That's it. My own selfish reasons. Just wanted him to start. Cam Newton's great. Awesome guy. Didn't play well last year. Like I said, bunch of circumstances, but in my eyes, I just want Cam Newton. Not a slight. I mean, no, no, God, no. I wanted Mac Jones. Not a slight to Cam Newton. Just I wanted Mac Jones to start. That's why. Al, can I hear your reasoning as well? Sure. So for me, the reason that I wanted Mac to start, and I'm going to emphasize saying wanted, I just want that clear. I wanted Mac Jones. Maddie, don't roll your eyes. Don't roll your eyes. Go, go mute your mic somewhere. But the reason the reason that I wanted Mac to be the quarterback was because I believed that with Cam, the throwing motion was a bit of a concern. The footwork was a concern. There were a few times where he had to make a play and he didn't make it last year, but I will say this and I'll give credit to Diego. I'll give credit to Matty B and I'll give credit to Fiesta because Fiesta and I had this argument when he used to be a co-host on Legends Lingo and we had this heated debate and I've kind of changed the way I've thought now. Now, with it being said, you know, I was at training camp last week with Maddie. Cam looked really good. He did. I wanted to see him make some good throws. I wanted to see how his arm slot was. Everything looked pretty good. And I also think that I wanted the future as opposed to the present because Cam was brought back here in a one-year deal. So I'm thinking, okay, Cam's here in a one-year deal. Why not just start Mac so that way you can get a head start on the future? That was my reasoning. But now I'm good with Cam starting and then Mac just taking a year. And learning. Maddie, why are you rolling your eyes now? I'm saying exactly what you want. You want Cam to be the starting quarterback for the next four years. Like, stop. I don't want him the next Bullshit. four years. Are you kidding me? Yes. You're kidding me. I don't can want him the next four No way. He's outseated. Can I have a hot take? Can I pull a hot take out real sure. quick? Yeah. <clears throat> and, that, and then we'll uh, wrap it up. Yeah. Uh, Patriot fans are definitely not going to be thrilled me with this, but. Uh, yeah, Mac Jones, not not the future of this team. I'll oh tell you right God. now. Thank you. Oh my God. <laughs> not the future Thank of Thank you. Can I go? Oh, Jones, you hate all Alabama. Can I rush your mouth? Nope, 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 nope. I like Jalen Hurts, so shut your mouth. I don't care that he went to Oklahoma. I like Jalen Hurts. And he I like count. John count. Parker. I like John Parker Wilson. I'm sorry they didn't do anything in the league. Go I like ahead, AJ Jones. McCarron, go too. Ahead, Jones. Go ahead. Shut your mouth. Go ahead. Mac Jones was probably one of the most overrated quarterbacks in this draft. And everybody can attest to his skill set. Cool. 
Look at what Mac Jones had to do with all the talent that he had with him in Alabama. Oh, Ed, the wide receiver court. Jalen Waddle, a first-round pick. Uh, let's see, Najee Harris, a first-round pick. God, Devonta Smith, the Heisman winner, a first-round pick. You know, it, don't get me wrong. Mac Jones had to make the throws, but he, to me, to me, to me, he just, he doesn't look like a guy that's going to be good at this level. So if the Patriots took Justin Fields, would you feel differently? 100%, yeah. Okay. I'm just curious. I was genuinely just curious. 100%. Mac Jones, now Fiesta, look at me when I say this. Mac Jones is 100 times better than Tua. I'll say that right now. But he's not the future of this team. I'm telling you right now. If you guys think that Mac Jones is going to be the next guy to lead us to Super Bowls, I'm going to tell you you're going to be sadly mistaken. Well, then, then you're in purgatory for the for the next decade. So Jones just gave the Jones just put a damper for the next decade of football. Well, I'm and... sorry that I'm sorry that Bill Belichick's trusted this kid, thinking he's going to be the next Brady, and he's going to be nowhere close. He's going to be lucky if he's even better Nobody's than Jimmy comparing Clausen, by the Brady. Way. And on that note, we're going to wrap everything up for tonight. This episode's gone on a lot longer than we have. Shout out to this crew because fireworks were expected to be brought, and boy, were they brought to this episode. Uh, really quick, everybody, just shout out your personal and your podcast Twitter accounts. If one was already mentioned, you don't need to mention it twice. Matty B, we'll start with you. Uh, personal at Matthew underscore Jordan. Matthew has three T's in it because someone in California took it. Uh, the podcast one is at Bernie and Chris. Okay. Uh, Sully? Uh, personal one at M Sully5433. And uh, Tuck Rule Takes, just at Tuck Rule Takes. That's. That's, that's where I'm going. All right. So that's me. All right. Jones? Uh, you can find me at uh, cjones2-1212, uh, at the Chaser 617 uh, daily gambling picks from uh, your boys, Jones and Fiesta here. Uh, I'll leave the Elkhart podcast for Diego, and I'll take Suplex Biddies at uh, Suplex Biddies. And by the way, that's who W H O, not W O O, just so that way Correct. people are clear. Correct. Just so people are yeah, clear. not Rick Flair, not a Rick Flair woo, but like who, as in who the fuck are you? W H O. There you go. Fiesta. Uh personal at T S F fifty two. And then for the Feeney podcast at pod underscore fee underscore N underscore E. Have fun finding that one, people. Diego. <laughs> Uh, personal at Diego underscore the DJ the yellow card podcast you can find it at podcast card as in credit card not as in shopping cart um, and I'm also with the orange doofus at Sublix Base. fair enough again again did you not listen and you said if someone already said it don't say it twice I will say <sighs> it I will say it he, he did, he did. I, I, I did say that but I oh, you did I, I did, but did, did I really think you were going to listen? No, because you never listen. No, That's I never okay. listen. That's what I know. I'm agreeing with you. Shut up. It's personal at Big Al 2793. And then for all the podcasts, uh, Into the Triangle podcast, our Red Sox podcast is at Into the Triangle. Legends Lingo is at Lingo Legends. And then Couch Guy Sports podcast, you have to do it at Couch Guy Sports because Nick Qualley, I'm talking to you when you're edited this. You lost our account. Figure out how to get it back. Ding dong. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you next week. So long, everybody. Oh, wait. Shit.